What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. As always, here with your host Tommy Buns and Sully and Jones. And we had a very exciting week in sports capped off on Sunday by Mr. Eldrick Tiger Woods winning his first major since 2008 when he won the Masters. Came back from down two strokes on the back nine to win. First time he's ever done that at the Masters. Really exciting. Big day for the sport. Big day for Tiger fans. Dave, I know you were loving it. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, a long fucking time coming. I've been, you know, talking about it for a decade now of, you know, he's not done. He's going to win again. Um, But it was getting harder and harder to defend him, especially the last few years when uh, it seemed that his back just wasn't going to hold up. But he took he risked it all and took had the the back fusing surgery and it and it worked out and. I mean, it looks like he's here to stay. I mean, he's in he's in as good as physical shape as you can hope for, and um, you know his skill level. He I would not be surprised if he makes a real run at Jack's Jack's record over the next four to five years. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think this is the start of a new chapter of dominance for him. I mean, he was the second highest cash winner on tour last year. Won the tour championship, came in this year, won the first major of the year. Things are definitely looking up for Tiger. Yeah, and people also forget, like, in, sandwiched in between those years and in, in all of those struggles in 2013, he was the leading money winner on tour. He won six or seven tournaments, most wins on tour. Um, so even after, like, his initial surgery and all the shit with his wife and all of that, he came back um, and had as good a year as anyone. He just didn't play well in majors that year, but he was winning tournaments left and right. Um, so I know we've seen it, but you know, the, the back is, you know, it's the most important part of the game in golf and as it is in, you know, most sports and in life. So you don't have a back, you don't have much, much to stand on in terms of a future career. So as long as that back holds up, I mean, it's, he, he can do it. What'd you think, Sully? Uh, I thought it was incredible. Um, I think everyone was rooting for him. Even people that hated him was rooting for him. Um, once he hit the shot 16, you knew it was over. Once that almost went in, we were like, this is this is his to lose. It wasn't over, but it was his to lose. Um, and it was just, he was just, he's back. He's back at that point. Yeah, 16 um, gave him two to, up two with two to play. Yeah. Yeah. And the... And uh, you really saw the Tiger intimidation factor with Molinari hitting it into the water on 12 on a shot he shouldn't attempt. Um, he played great all all week. He really um, was in the, the you know the thick of it. But Molinari wasn't beating Tiger. I mean, the only person I was scared of was Brooks, um, and Finau was the threat. But um, but then again. Brooks on 18, he misses. He's a great putter, and he misses the putt by three inches. Like a six footer, yeah. And I mean, if he makes that, if he makes that, Tiger missed his <clears throat> par. Well, Tiger, that was after the effect. So Tiger had may have had a different approach, but still, he would have had to. Yeah, he would have had to par. 
Right. Which would have had to part. Yeah, like it, that happened first, but he would have had to, you know, be a little no, more. No, he still made, he made par in eighteen. I no, thought he bogeyed. I thought he, bogeyed. he was up in. Up he finished and down with two. he finished with five. He finished with five. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because he missed the, that. He had a par missed. putt. He he had like a twelve foot par putt that was like real, real, real close. Yeah, Barely missed. Yeah, I think it did. I think it did hit the edge of the cup. Yeah, yeah. So, but you can't tell me on tw- uh, Brooks, he, very solid putter. Uh, he, that was one of his worst misses uh, of the whole tournament. That and on twelve with um, Molinari, that, that that wasn't Tiger at all having. The pressure, obviously, the pressure of the moment. But then again, you're going against Tiger Woods. It's just a different aura to it. It's a different feel. Some people are like, "Nah, it doesn't matter." Yeah, it does. No, I mean, when, he, when he was in his heyday, it was like an average of like three three strokes and change that people played worse compared to their average three rounds in the in the tournaments to playing with Tiger on the final day. That's yeah, crazy. He's. And you saw, and like Kepka was wasn't playing with him, but he was close enough. So many of Augustus Greens and T boxes are right next to each other, and a few times Ty, uh, Kepka had to step off the tee because of Tiger roars. <laughs> like on when Tiger yeah. hit that shot on sixteen, Kepka was like about to swing, and he had to step step away and start his whole process over again. Yeah, it can, it can never feel good to have you know the entire crowd rooting for someone that's not you. Yeah, not that they're rooting against you because people were rooting for Brooks. Some people like close, you know, yeah, friends like his, and family. His but, wife and yeah, maybe yeah, his kid. <laughs> when yeah. the entire crowd breaks out into chanting Tiger's name after he sinks that putt, everyone was rooting for Tiger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he yeah, was, the sport was rooting for Tiger. He represented everything good in the world on on Sunday. Yeah. Definitely. And then we had we had Game of Thrones Sunday night. We had Game basketball. Of Thrones, we had Sunday hockey. Night, you're it right. was. Sunday was one of the most eventful days of the year. And it was yeah. gr- it was kind of great that the Masters went off early on Sunday morning because normally the Masters ends. You talking five, six, seven o'clock? Yeah, I didn't understand that. I woke up and it was on like the ninth hole. I was yeah, like, yeah. They beat the rain. They were beating yeah, the rain. Yeah, because the thunderstorms were rolling in. Yeah, I was I was so clueless because I slept in because I didn't go to sleep till five from work. And I'm just like, what? I'm like, this isn't normal. <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh... Yeah, no, it was a great weekend in sports. Um, and then, you know, the NBA playoffs started this weekend. But the big story of the NBA playoffs so far, I think, is the Warriors blowing a 31-point second-half lead last night to the Clippers, the eight seed, at home. Not a good look. Obviously, you got DeMarcus Cousins goes down. Looks like he's going to be out. Looks like a torn quad. Not great. Quad, yeah, that's... Yeah. Back-to-back years with two... Really severe non-contact injuries does not bode well for the rest of his career. But, you know, they blew a 31-point lead. I don't know what this 3-1, and one, anytime they have that combination of numbers, <laughs> doesn't really seem to go well for them. But that was that was something to watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Clippers just, they're one of those teams that, like, those that's the type of team that gives the, they're, at least can give the Warriors troubles. Those gritty teams that really have nothing to lose. Um, you know, everyone's an underdog against the Warriors, but you know, the Clippers really have nothing, you know, they were expected to get swept out the building, um, by conventional wisdom. So I I don't know. I mean, it's, you're never going to outskill this Warriors team. So you have to figure out ways to beat them, um, get them off their edge mentally, you know, let it just anything that keeps them away from turning that switch on. Cause no one's touching them when the switch is on. 
Um, and they got it, you know, they got it to a manageable point and be able to flip the switch off last night. And it was, uh, you know, they had, saw, put, they had trouble putting it back on, which we really haven't seen from them too yeah. much in the playoffs, at least. We haven't seen that from them in the playoffs. Yeah, we but really haven't. It was very telling. I and mean, I watched the 90, 80% of the game, the second half, and a little bit at end of the first half. Um, I was up all night with the stomach bugs. Still have it. Great. Um, but I was listening to Doc Rivers. One of the guys asked him, they're like, when you're down 31, what goes in your mind? And he goes, what are you doing? He goes, we just have to play. We have to play hard. He goes, that's that's what we do. And like that's coaches say things like that, but that's really what they've been about. Montrose Howell, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, um, even Landry Shamit made the big three-point, the, the, guy, the rookie they got from the Sixers. They just play harder than everyone. The Nets play hard, but they play harder than every single team in the NBA. I don't think it's arguable. Um, most teams would quit. Most coaches would put in their subs, but uh, me and Dave have been very critical of Doc of doing not much with a lot. This year, he's doing a ton with very little. I mean, you look at that roster, um, there's no way you tell me they're a top 12 roster in the Western Conference. For, every playoff team has more talent than them. The Kings do, the Lakers do, the Wolves. Um, yeah, the, you could the, even argue the Suns. You could uh, argue the Suns with Aiton and Booker in them. I mean, on paper, the Clippers wants? had no no business making the playoffs. Clippers had no business winning 35 games with that roster. Yeah, I mean, you can make I an mean, argument with Tobias, but now that you yeah, know. especially after trading him, they said, "Are you giving up on us?" That's what they came to Doc and said. They said, "You're giving up on us by doing that." We all thought that because they wanted the draft pick. By missing the playoffs, they would have gotten the draft pick from the Celtics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So they assumed that, and like the public didn't, they? and they said no. And, and they got a great, a very good young player in Landry Shamit, who is kind of funny looking, but he's a very good basketball player. Yeah, he's, he's very good. He made, yeah, sorry, Landry, but basketball's your strong point. I'm sure he's doing and, just fine with the ladies. Oh, I'm sure he's doing much better than that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not too worried about, you know, calling him out there because but he, he he's made doing the much game, better than us. He made the game winning three. They were down, um, was one or two, and um, Shea Gillis-Alexander is another nice player who doesn't get talked about a lot from Kentucky. Dish kicks to him for the open three, cans it. I mean, and other than that, I just, I, I, I love Patrick Beverly. I mean, I wish he was on more highlights. He shut down Kevin Durant, and he got in Kevin Durant's head two nights in a row. First night, not as much. This night, Kevin Durant was five of six from the floor in pretty much the whole game, minus the last five minutes where he was thrown out um, for a BS call on Draymond Green flopping. So he took, I mean, he made most of them, but he took six shots. Kevin Durant had six shots the whole game while he was in. He was he was grabbing him. He had his one arm around him. He was, I've never seen anyone play defense like that before. And it was just incredible. to. And Kevin Durant couldn't get the ball and back him down. He just, he freaked out. I don't like if you're LeBron, you're backing him down. I don't understand why Kevin Durant just didn't get just stick his hand up, catch it, and post him up, whether it's from 20 feet out or whatnot. It was it was inexplainable. And on one free throw, I I recall um, Beverly is just doing anything he can. He's pretending to fall over and flop like this, and Durant misses the free throw, a 90% free throw shooter, and goes to the ref. He goes, "Can you do that?" He he's asking the ref, like begging him, like, "Can you can you do that?" And that's when you just saw Kevin Durant was completely broken. Like he missed a free throw <laughs> because of Patrick Beverly flopping. And yeah, it's kind of cheap, but he's doing whatever he can. And I was just like, "Wow!" 
I know he gets criticized unfairly at times, Kevin Durant, but he broke last night. He And then he fouls out also later in the game. If he doesn't foul out, they probably win that game. It was within a couple of points. Um, when, when I think they were up four when he fouled out. And they obviously lost by four or five, but um, not a good look for Kevin Durant. He's got the two technicals. If he, I figure Beverly will get at least one more out of him in the series. I think it'll go six games. I think they'll get one more, but they'll have they shouldn't have a problem winning the series. But they'll be tough games. Yeah, I think they're going to be tough agree, games. They'll be, they'll be close games to come, and maybe a blowout or two. But there, there's going to be close games, and I think the Clippers are going to get one in LA. What do you think, Dave? I mean, you know, you would think they would be able to snag one in L.A. It's just a matter of if we can see the Warriors turn on that switch, you know, or at least have more command of it because they were, like you said, they were out of their game. They were out of their heads. The Clippers were all in their heads. Um, so that's that's really the only way you're going to get to the Warriors. I just don't know if, the, you know, they might get one in L.A., but I, I don't think anyone, regardless of the last night, thinks they're going to do it four times. No. No, you, you you don't. I mean, the only the only thing if they win the next game, that's when doubt may creep in. If they win game three, and they go down two one, um, you still like the Warriors, but then it's it gets a little a little cre- a little testy there. They go down two one. If they go down two one, get a little worried. I I can I can see them winning game th- game four, but not game three. That would it's. I don't know, and and then the cousins injury is. I think it's uh, the biggest hit is emotionally. I mean, there the car was like they asked him about rotations, and he's like rotations. He's like we just lost to Marcus Cousins. He's like I don't <laughs> care about the rotations. Well, maybe you should have cared about the rotations because you lost. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe you should. He was asked that like, well, you, you lost. Now you're playing the likes of Kavon Looney, who had a career high in points last night, but he's nothing. And Andrew Bogut, who now looks like very good insurance that they um, acquired a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, Bogut I think won I, the first one with them, right? He did. Yeah, yeah. and he was on the he was on the sec the year they lost to the Cavs, but he got hurt, and that was another thing that compounded oh, right. that compounded the Draymond suspension because right. Bogut was, right. was he right? was, he was huge for them in the first title. But, right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Now with the second that, that was a, people forget how big of a loss that was itself. On top of Draymond's suspension, he was yeah. He's a very big shot blocker. He was the second championship. Is that with Zaza? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Second championship, third year. Yeah. That was yeah yeah Zaza time, which was just ridiculous. Yeah. What um. What about these other playoff series? What do you guys think so far? I mean, obviously we had the Nets beat the Sixers. One game on the road and then got blown out in the second game. They lost by like 25 plus. And then the Magic stole one from the Raptors. I don't think that'll happen again, but that was kind of crazy. They really gave it to the Raptors. Yeah, I mean, Orlando is. The Toronto looks like they, they haven't changed in terms of the playoffs. You know, you would think Kawhi getting swapped out or swapped in, um, maybe, you know, it would be a little different story. Final Former Finals MVP, but I mean, Jesus, Toronto looked shaking out of their fucking shorts the other day yeah toronto is one of our picks tonight minus 10 and a half i think they're gonna bounce back like the sixers did and they have run to. run the magic out of the bill yeah they really have no choice if, if they, they go down 2-0 i mean you're gonna hear everything you heard last year and probably <laughs> even more um, oh definitely you know, even more if they don't that team doesn't make it to at least the eastern conference finals they, i mean they have to blow it up they have to blow it up regardless Kawhi's gonna leave and you know, we've seen what Kyle Lowry is 
long term, or at least in the playoffs. And uh, what's crazy is Lowry had that awful game one, but he was a uh, he was plus eleven on in his plus minus plus seven wow. or plus eleven. I can't remember which one. Um, I have no idea, but he you know they were better How with him on the court. Did he play? <laughs> I don't know, a, a decent amount, I'm assuming, starting point guard. He's probably got to play at least 20, yeah, 25, I mean. 30 minimum. Which is crazy that he could even possibly have a plus 11. But I guess I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, he's got to be wild. off for uh, you know a certain amount of time. Right, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, true, that's probably when they go down. Because they were coming back a little bit, but that was, yeah, that was that was crazy to see that. The, um, yeah, Celtics Pacers decent series going to be i think that'll probably be competitive um after that though i really don't have much faith in the celtics at all i think they're they're good they'll make who it do they get round, who do they maybe. get in the next round the, they get the bucks the bucks yeah oh. they get the bucks yeah Oof. so that's game over you're not gonna yeah if me if not four like it would take a miracle for them to contend i, I could see, I, I think Kyrie season. puts them on his back for one game at least they could yeah. maybe push six, but they'll also smart. I think he's really big. Um, yeah, right. If he could, if we could guy, go, even just to be that bully like that, that Bucks team yeah. is young, they, they're inexperienced. Um, like, I mean, he's someone you can put on Giannis. Not that he'll be good, but he'll be better than who, who are the, who's going to guard Giannis Hayward now. At Hayward's very least, well, at very least, you can give him, give him some jabs and some elbows and stuff, and kind of wear him down for the fourth quarter. He's Marcus Smart is pesty. He's yeah. similar to Beverly. Maybe. I mean, I feel like without Smart, you probably got to try and throw, like, Hayward and Morris on him. Yeah. Like, I mean, Mor- nothing's Mor- going to work. It's Morris kind of has that, that attitude that could get him, but Morris yeah, isn't yeah, that's the thing. nearly Morris as capable is just, as a defender. He's a, yeah, just he's, away from the basket. I don't know if Morris can stay with him. Yeah, uh, he is. I, yeah, Giannis is so quick. But, yeah, I mean, next week we'll have more playoff stuff. We'll probably have a couple about the series Thunder series. Decided. No, we did not talk about the Thunder series. Sully, Sully skipped out on us. His his Skype, Skype crashed. Just turned so off. It was just he, it just turned off. Yeah, he's back but now. I'm, but no, I'm the Thunder excited. series. Yeah, I'm very excited for that series. Um, you know, Paul George has not been the same since the shoulder injury. It's clear. Shot, you know, 15 three pointers the other day. Uh, only a few free throws. Not good. Um, Russell didn't even. He wasn't even shooting a ton, but he just weren't making his threes as usual. Um, they're playing tonight. Must win game for the Thunder. Must win game for the Thunder, I think, or else or else, it's not over, but it's looking real. Because everyone was all in on the six-seed Thunder. They were like, guaranteed Thunder win. We're critical of Russell Westbrook. We say, you're going to get out of the first round this year. And then the Thunder, I mean, the Blazers who lost 10 straight playoff games said not so quickly. You know, we still got, they've won 15 of 18 low-key, even though they've, they've lost... Nurkic, they got Cantor, giving them 15, 16 and 16. They got all Talk these... Talk about some fucking great insur- insurance right there, getting that yeah, getting Cantor yeah. in there. Like Dave's been saying it for, for nothing. a couple of years. He could he could <laughs> be a great, uh, a very good player on a good team, and he and he's proving it to be. I mean, he put up numbers on the Knicks where he'd be getting double teams off lock at times. Like, he's he can be a bully down low. Like, and he really... He really went tooth and nail with Steven Adams, one of the toughest guys. And that's obviously his ex-team. And um, you got Rodney Hood and you got Jake Lehman. You got a lot of depth on that team. Um, McCollum and, and Lillard showed out. I think that's going seven. I do. Yeah, people yeah. Are, he's just going seven. And my, my heart 
is with the th- with the Blazers. My head says the Thunder. People think Paul George is playing with like a torn rotator cuff or something, like an a, a, an excess, it, like a more serious injury. You know? Yeah, it it, it seems that way because his his shot is just off. Like he's getting open looks at the basket and he can't deliver. Yeah, I've and heard it takes him like a long, win. like an hour hour plus of prep to like just to be able to get on the court. Ugh. And if that's the case, they won't. They won't. They won't win it. No, they. I mean, they might get out of this series, but they're not. No, I'm saying. I'm saying they probably won't win the series if he if he can't shoot well. If he can't lose shoot 35 percent from three, they then I win the series because they don't have they don't have the shooting. Russ will shoot good for a game, maybe two. Schroeder's shot is inconsistent. You know, the Jeremy Grant's an inconsistent three point shooter. They don't have they don't have the consistent shooters. Um, I don't. I don't think to to avoid Paul George shooting whatever he shot from three, three of three of eleven or whatever it was. But yeah. Paul George is one of the guys I like on that team. Not many. Yeah, it sucks that he's hurt, and obviously it sucks that Boogie went out. But you know, it is what it is. You just got to move on. Hope for the best. Hopefully, hopefully PG can make his contribution, and that can be a good series, and the Thunder can get out. But we got to move on. We're going to defend the wall. Who wants to go first? I believe I went first last week, but I'll. I'll you go always again. say that, Dave, and I think I go first every week. Yeah, I think Sully goes first every week. I think All right, I'll go first. I'll go first. All right, Dave, A through D. Uh, D. All right, Dave. The Rays are going to start to run away with the AL East. Oh, fuck. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I mean, it's, it's simple. It's more the, the other team's lack of performance than it is the Rays great performance um well the Rays have you know they made a lot of improvements over the in the offseason grabbing to the Charlie Morton another pitcher um Snell is having just as good of a year as he did last year um or at least comparable uh which a lot of people did not expect expect a great drop off from him um but he looks great again um and you have the Yankees and Red Sox who clearly are unable to figure it out um you know, we see teams start, you know, two and five, you know, one and four, three and three and five. But we're, we're starting to, you know, get into the third, fourth, fifth weeks of the season um, and it's not turning around. And, you know, it's the best players who aren't performing for the Red Sox and it's the injury woes for the Yankees. And right when you think it's going to turn around for both, it just kind of continues to slide or, you know, and gets worse. Um, sale. Uh, if he doesn't figure it out, Boston's in a lot of trouble. Their pitching staff wasn't the best to begin with. Um, and, they, of course, they have bullpen trouble. Um, everybody knows that. Um, and Mookie is, you know, not the AL MVP he was last year. And um, with the Yankees, you got, you know, three-quarters of the starting lineup is is on the pine with an injury. Um, you know, from the more serious ones like for, to Andujar um, to, you know, minor ones with Greg Glassbody Bird. Um, so... I think it's just as much the downfall of the Yankees and Red Sox possibility than it is the Rays being great. And, you know, for them to win the division, they meet somewhere in the middle of underperforming and overperforming. I couldn't agree with you more. It's getting kind of scary, though, the later we get. And one thing I'm, uh, I just need to throw in, though, the the trading of Chris Archer is pretty oh, hard to pay off. Oh, Oh, yeah. Because Yankees just hit a three-yard moonshot. Who was that? Was it at least Voight? Oh, seven nothing! Wow. Yeah, was it at least Voight who just hit that, Dave? Are you watching? I don't know. I don't have it on right now. 
Oh, I, I, he's not my fantasy team, so that would be nice if he yeah, That looks like Kaufman? Talkman, I think? Oh, oh, it is Talkman. Oh, yeah, our 14th is. best player. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But Talkman. I was just going to say, trading away Chris career. Archer. Uh, I was trading away Chris Archer, one of the most overrated players I've ever heard of um, in the contemporary era, for this kid, Austin Meadows, who used to be a first-round pick. He's got he's got six home runs and seventeen RBIs, batting three fifty seven already. He was a first round guy from he got him from the Pirates. Um, he's killing it for my fantasy team and the Rays. Six bombs, seventeen ribbies. He's re- been a uh, you know a real good addition to the top of the lineup. And then Kevin Kiermaier's having a comeback year. All right, yeah. so A through C. Give me B. B. Sully, you like this one. The Bucks are going to win the championship. Oh, let's go. Um, this isn't as uh, this would be very hard for David, but um, the Warriors they definitely have some weaknesses. They've shown that switch doesn't always turn back on. Um, in regards to the Bucks, you're talking about the best team in the NBA all season long. They're number one in defensive efficiency, number third in offensive efficiency, number one in rebounding. We're talking, you know, Giannis is the absolute threat defensively, offensively, rebounding. He's the best player in basketball. After they win it all this year, everyone's going to finally say he is. He's better than Kevin Durant, in my opinion. He's the best all-around player. Um, you got Malcolm Brogdon, a great lockdown defender out there that can that can do his best with Clay or Curry in the finals. You have um, Miritich stretching it from three. Brooke Lopez hitting threes out, out there. Um you got Chris Melton, another one of the better two-way players, underrated. Um, the DeMarcus Cousins um, subtraction, although some people don't think it's a subtraction, he hurts them on the boards big time. And a team that's number one on the boards, like the Bucks, is going to be able to get offensive rebound after offensive rebound against them, and, and especially them. They're, they're middle of the pack, the Warriors, in rebounding. I think I could see them beating the Warriors in six, to be honest. They've been the best team the entire way. I think the the best defense. Um, I'm taking Giannis over KD. I really am, and I and I, I like their shooting. I like I like Miritich Lopez stretching the floor as four and fives, something the Warriors don't go against much in the West when it comes to their Rockets and teams of you know the Jazz. They're big, more traditional big men. Uh, uh, Adams with the Thunder. They're going to be against a team similar to them in many ways, only better defensively. And the and I'm. Going on a limb saying the Bucks will win it. 100%. I'm confident. Take them plus 500. To win it all. Love it, so. To win it all, yeah. 5-1, to one, not too bad. They could definitely do it. That leaves us with A and C. Uh, C. Dave, you'll get one you actually like now. So Tiger Woods will win at least one more major this year. Oh, this one's easy. All That's right. a good one. Um, yeah, this is a good one. But, uh, I mean, we all now know he can do it. Uh, that mental block is out of his mind. Uh, and that was kind of always Tiger's edge was his, you know, on t- yes, he had all the physical tools, but uh, mentally he was stronger than anyone on tour. Um, and, he, you know, he just he has that aura back around him, that Tiger, um, you know, that thing that people are scared of and, you know, caused him to shoot three strokes on average less uh, when playing with him on Sunday. Um but the real reason is three of the four majors this year are being played at courses where Tiger Woods has won before. The first one being Augusta, he won. At the PGA Championship, he's play, being played at Bethpage Black, where he won the U.S. Open. And 
then the last is is being played at Pebble Beach, where he's won a number of times throughout his career. The uh, the the U.S. Open is at Pebble Beach, um, so he's got every opportunity on on courses that he's completely comfortable on. We know he's won at, um, and you know he's got the he's got the swagger back. Um, so I think I think him, you know, conventional wisdom sees there's no reason that Tiger can't compete in every major for the rest of the year and come away with a win at one of the two places he's done it a number of times before. Yeah, I think so too. I think this is really going to be a turn for him. I think um, what is he? He's two away from tying Jack and one away, three away from nice no, four beating. four. Three away from tying, four away from beating. Jack has 18. Oh, Jack has – he has 18. Okay, I thought he had 17. Okay, so, I mean, three more this year, that would be – that would be big. I mean, he could – I think, honestly, he's playing awesome. Like, he, he looked amazing this weekend. Yeah, man, and he's he's completely changed his game. He doesn't – that's why I'm not worried about the back so much because, you know, his, his swing was all torque when he was growing up. It was such a – upright swing and now he's he's kind of uh he's really changed his game to to kind of cater to his his potential back issues and um i think you saw a lot of that with the way he he navigated augusta um he was he was very tactical uh with the way he attacked that course you could tell he was he was really planning out every single shot um for where you know even if he was laying up he was putting it at a certain distance and a certain angle which best fit him to you know set up a good par putt you know or a birdie putt so i was really impressed with the you know the way tiger played augusta this weekend from both a physical and mental standpoint and uh i don't i think he gets one more this year yeah i could definitely see it agree with that the sully couldn't think of your name for a second jesus uh sully they've got the last one for you so russell wilson deserves to be the highest paid nfl player Oh, this one, this is an easy one for me. Um, no one has done more for their team of late than Russell Wilson. You can make the case Tom Brady, but um, he doesn't have the coach Brady does. Wilson, Pete Carroll's never been a good coach without without Russell Wilson. The defense, which was once great, is now awful. They've had the worst offensive line in football since he's come into the league. And what does he do? He throws 35 touchdowns, 7 interceptions last year. He has the highest passer rating of all time. So efficiency-wise, that means he's the best quarterback of all time, which he may not be, but he is in that regard. Um, passer rating is a pretty important metric, in my opinion. So I don't understand how people could say he's not the greatest. He's carried this team through the thick and thin. Um, he can run the ball. He's he's mobile. He makes something out of nothing. He not to mention he hasn't had any receivers. Doug Baldwin has been his best receiver in his entire career. Second to that is Golden Tate, who's nothing more than a decent slot receiver. Um, Russell Wilson never makes any noise. He's no no drama in the locker room. He's everything you want your star player to be. He's he's stoic. What you can't tell whether he's down or up thirty. His demeanor never changes. He's the epitome of what you want your leader to be if you're an NFL franchise. He deserves every dollar, if not more, to be the highest bid. I was muted. My bad. <clears throat> My bad. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I think Russell Wilson is the man. I mean, he took Seattle from a team that shouldn't have been anywhere near the playoffs last year to actually really – I mean, they, they won the uh, – 
did they not beat? No, the Cowboys beat them, but the Cowboys didn't cover the spread. That's what it was because Janikowski went out and they had to go for two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we're not going to dig up that. We're not going to make me upset right now. But we are going to move on from this, and we're going to talk about baseball because baseball is heating up. We've talked a little bit about it in Defend the Wall. But right now, the Red Sox and Yankees are playing game one of, what is it, a two-game series? Yeah, I, think, I believe, yeah, I believe just, just two this this time. I don't like the two-game series thing. I think that's, No, I'm not a fan of it either. I, don't, I, I think they should get rid of it. Yeah, I think they should absolutely get rid of it. Four-game um, four series? Love them. Two-game? Yes. No. no. Two games is a waste of time. But, um, yeah, they're playing right now. Right now, it's the uh, top of the seventh because the game also started at 6.30 for some reason. Don't fucking know why that was the case. But, anyways, Yankees are up 7 nothing right now. Not looking great. The Red Sox are atrocious. They're just terrible. Chris Sale's terrible. David Price had a good outing over the weekend, but I mean, Chris, our ace, the guy we just signed to a $150 million five year extension, looks like a pile of shit. Like, you'd be better off throwing me on the mound at this point. I could probably throw a better fastball. This guy is just fucking, it, it's just ridiculous. I'm so fed up with it. I don't even want to watch anymore. This is my favorite sport, my favorite team, and I'm just, I'm fucking miserable, guys. And to make it worse, we're losing 7 nothing to the Yankees right now, like I said. So that literally I, – I, I just have no words other than fuck this team and fuck baseball right now. Wow. I don't need to get your panties in a bunch. I am. I think the game's the, going swimmingly. Think, <laughs> yes or no, do the Red Sox make the playoffs around the horn? No. Dave? Uh – I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll say yes for now. I'll still give them the yeah, benefit of the that, doubt. I mean, there's still definitely a good I chance say, that they make I the playoffs no. now. But, like, if they don't play better than this, then there's no way. They might win 75 like, games. If they, if they, if they continue better. this for the next two or three weeks, it's it's over. They're 6-12 and 12 after this loss. Which it's early, but, I mean, the Rays are 12-4. and four. Um, The Yankees have excuses, although we don't like excuses. The Yankees... I don't think they're going to win 97 games like we thought, but I think they'll be in the 90 to 93 win range uh, when, when they get health, healthy. Or they'll never be fully healthy, I don't think. But um, I, I, the Red Sox, it's not like they're even injured. They're not really banged up. They're, they're just, at full strength, actually. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. The everyone <laughs> minus Brock Holt. The Brock Holt is the best thing about the the. Do you see? Do you see the thing with his kid hitting him in the balls? Oh yeah. No, he scratched his eye. Oh my god. Yes, she did that too. Or he did that. The the his son Griffin's adorable. He scratched his eyes on the DL from it. Said he couldn't play. He was only one or for sixteen, so he had to go on the D the DL or the IL as they call it. And the other I think it was yesterday, he his son's adorable. He his son must be, I don't know, three. He puts the ball on the T firm and 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 then he goes, Daddy, get your hat, get the helmet. He goes, Yeah, you're right. I need to get the helmet. Because you hit it, you hit big big bombs. He puts the helmet on. <laughs> he drills them right in the balls. Like hard. oh, I did see that. I, yeah, that like, kid. Hit that kid hard. hits lasers. That kid hits when he tosses him. He throws him like underhand ones, and this kid just hits lasers. I, I, I don't care. What, I I'm drafting him in the next draft. I, I, <laughs> take a flyer on him. I don't know. You know what's crazy? What? I think he's like. I don't even think he's three. I think he's I like two. Yeah, I think he's like two and a half <laughs> or three, and he literally hits lasers. Yeah, I don't. Crazy. I don't know if I could have hit the ball as well as he did in the spot that he hit it. And he'll be. He'll come to the league, and he'll be the best utility man, just like his dad. 
Yeah. <laughs> He'll yeah, be the league's I, best utility, man. <laughs> someone needs to take a flyer on him. I mean, these late-round guys don't pay off anyway. I mean, just long-term planning. <laughs> Literally, Except 20 years from now. Planning. 20 years from now, he will be the best utility player. And you see him with his glasses? He's so cute. Yeah, no, he is a cute he's kid. He's like the cutest funny. kid, and he's just... <laughs> and the way Brock Holt speaks is hilarious. How, how Texas Southern he is. I need more Brock Holt. Less Red Sox, more Brock Holt. <laughs> I kind of agree with you at this point, but Sully, your team, playing pretty well still. They're I mean, playing, like you said, they're only, only five well. and we're five ten, in their ten, last. We're ten and six. We're five and five in our last ten, but we're ten and six overall. Well, ten and seven after this loss, we we were down ten nothing, four nothing. Now it's ten two. Steven Matz is awful. Uh, our pitching is a concern. It really is. We're we're second worst ERA uh, uh, bullpen. In the National League, third worst starters. DeGrom looks bad. Syndergaard looks awful. It's just not nothing. No one's pitching well. The bullpen, everyone but Diaz looks awful, honestly. Matz was doing good before this. It's it's embarrassing. We should have had aces. Um, Wheeler looked better his last start, but um, it's just inexcusable. And we're running out Jason Vargas with a 14.5 ERA, and that's who he is. That's that's true. Jason Vargas is an awful pitcher. And there's another home run from the Yankees. Gleyber Torres. Oh, wow, yeah. It looks like my ex, it looks like my ex-roommate who went psycho. He does. <laughs> yes, he does. It's scary. It's we scary. We won't say his name, but it's about. really scary. Yeah, don't say his name. I don't want him coming after me by being associated with you. <laughs> no. Don't. no, put it on this clown nose. <laughs> no, we, don't need to, we don't need to mention his name on this podcast. Oh, but, um... Okay. But, but the silver lining is that we are ten and six. We're ten and seven now, probably most likely. And our offense has been amazing. I, like Ahmed Rosario or Brandon Nimmo said, he said, "Look at our lineup. We really don't have any holes." But it's Ninmo, Conforto, Rosario's coming around. Wilson Ramos, Cano, McNeil. I mean, it's not big names. We still have Lowry and Frazier to get back. They're not big names. If you watch these guys, they play the game the right way, and they. A lot of contact hitters, guys that are capable of hitting home runs. Um, so the offense has been everything you've, you you could hope and more. And it's just inexcusable that we don't sign or even seriously take a look at Dallas Keuchel on a one-year contract when we have Jason Vargas struggling so much. And, and our aces aren't doing great either. So uh, it's just I'm sick. Even Kimbrell, I, I would love Kimbrell at this point because Familia is shitting the bed. I saw you drop him in, Tom, in fantasy, Tom. He's yeah. been so bad. Yep, clear what's, the spot. What's his What's his ERA like? Fifteen. It was like a six or an eight or something. Well, it's got to be worse now. He gave up more last night. It's just I wanted to give Familia a chance in the eighth inning. I figured he'd have he'd have a less pressure role. You know, you change the inning, but you can't take the Familia out of the Familia. I guess. Like, nope. He's, he's just. You can't. Yeah, I picked up. Uh, I picked up John Gant from the uh, or John Gant from the uh, Cardinals. Yeah, he's pretty good. Of, yeah, pretty good. Got uh, three wins, a save, nine nine strikeouts, a point seven seven ERA. Yeah, they they use him a little bit everywhere. Sometimes he'll be a spot starter. Sometimes he's yep. a seventh or eighth inning guy. Um, Definitely uh, better than Familia. Yeah, I Met fan, I really wanted to give him a second chance, and and Met fans are up in arms with him, him and Vargas, and Mickey Callaway saying they're sticking by Vargas. 
And I knew it was awful with Vargas after the first start. He gave up four shots to the warning track and gave up two runs. He was getting shelled by the Marlins, of all people. And they said, are you concerned about getting hit hard? He said, nope. Shrugged the shoulders. Okay. All right. Well, that's how the season's going to go. Don't care about getting hit hard. Nice. That's what you want your pitcher to say. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. It's all right. Yeah. They hit, they hit the ball hard. It's like saying, like, you missed a lot of shots. Does it bother you? No. No, I don't mind missing shots. Keep shooting. No. Just just keep, like, Deion Waiters. Like, no, it's better to be 0 for 30 than 0 for 10. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. No, I, I think 0 of 10, you have, your team has a chance you to hanging win. hanging out with Russell Westbrook too much. Yeah, I think I think he has. Um, I don't know. I'm optimistic about the match still. I think we're probably going to get a wild card. We'll probably be a half game back after this loss to the Phillies. Um, but we're going to be in the thick of it, I think. It would just help us if we... And there's another home run. with that JT Real Muto, 11-2. There we go. That's great. Great day to have the Mets. Um, yeah, no, but speaking of a Russell, what do you guys... We, we talked about it a little, so you talked about it, but what do you think, Dave, about Russell Wilson's contract? Um, I, I think he's the only thing they had going, you know, for him. They can at least now build around him. If you lose Wilson, it's a complete tear down and rebuild. Um, and you just, you don't want to do that. You, you sign, he deserves to be the highest or one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. You can certainly make the argument as Sully did. Um, and you know, that's just, that's the going rate and you know, it's, it's, you know, it works with quarterbacks next man up. Um, you know, it's a lot of money. Um, but at the end of the day, he's one of the guys that's really worth it. Um, I think there's, you know, probably four or five guys in the league that are really worth their money. They're getting paid. Um, and, and he's one of them. Yeah. I think like, like I said, yeah, it's been, a um, he was one of the only reasons they really made a run to the playoffs last year. He led that team when it shouldn't have been anything. And yeah, he definitely deserves it. Like you said, they have to do something to keep him there. Otherwise, it was just not. It was not going to work anymore in Seattle. You probably would have. They probably would have parted. Well, they just signed Carroll to an extension too, didn't they? Yeah, but that. I mean, that's they would keep him. But that's just still. That's a tear down rebuild. But we got to talk yeah. about how fucking cringy was the fucking video he made to announce this extension. You Russell. See, yeah, he made a video at like three in the morning in his bed with Sierra, like saying he was a deal. They got a deal done. Wait. It's on his Twitter. It was like it's like a ten second video, but it's fucking cringy. It's weird. All and I saw it, was it's was just like and I didn't hear anything else. It's so in line with him. Like he's just like a cringy dude, you know? I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I'm surprised oh, he, you know, with is. all the you know, how much of a Bible thumper he is, he was, you know sending a video from bed. Yeah, that's a bold move. Yeah, I mean, that's a bold. You move. could almost see oh, Sierra's oh, entire chin. I'm surprised he was allowing that. Oh yeah, this is super cringy. Yeah, yeah, this is. This is... I just saw Sierra, and I didn't really pay attention to anything else, so I didn't. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I don't know. There's not really much to talk about this week. It's kind of a dead week. I have to bring up though that one. My fucking main man on the UMass Minutemen hockey team made it to the national championship. Unfortunately, 
lost to a very, very, very good Minnesota Duluth team. The way I look at it, UMass could have played that team 10 more times and they would have lost all 10 of them. Minnesota's just on a whole other level when it comes to hockey. They are they're, I mean, they're like the hockey capital of the United States. Yeah, that them state, boys are so. born on skates. And nothing yeah, else to fucking do there. There's, the I, there's ice for seven months a year up there. Yeah, they back-to-back national championships. We got UMass got beat 3 nothing. It was tough. But star player and Hobie Baker, award winner. Hobie Baker is the best college hockey player. Um, Kale McCarr, the day after the UMass season ended, signed with the Colorado Avalanche. Last night played in his first playoff game and scored a goal in the first period. Beat his hometown team, the Calgary Flames. Kind of a cool little story there. Props to him. Good guy. And now he's playing in the NHL and never going to come back to UMass again. So, Fucking way she goes. But the way yeah, she goes. I, I had the Minutemen in my pool, so I was a little sad to see him lose. But, um, not, you know, great effort nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, no, great effort. It was it was good to get there. But yeah, like I said, not really much too much to talk about this week. Next week we will have some NFL draft stuff. Looking forward to that. Draft is next week. Um but more playoffs, more NBA. Yeah, more NBA. Maybe we'll have some a uh, little NHL. You know, NHL playoffs have been exciting, but that's all for next week. That's it for this week. We will see you then. As always, follow us on all the social medias, Bleacher Fan, Bleacher Bookie, and the Extra Point Pod. Go check it out. Always good stuff. Check out the site, and we will see you guys next week.